Hey, uh, what's happening, Miles? Hey, Brian. Do uh, I don't know if you know this, but um, since your PlayStation account is connected to your Discord account, uh, as I'm getting ready for to you know to, to start the show and waiting, you know, uh, starting the, yeah. the call with you, I I, we, I, ch- I was checking see what this. see what you're playing. We don't have to, seeing what you're playing. Talk about this, and we don't have. To. Were you are you still playing across the valley? Yeah, I might be. What I mean, how many hours have you put into this thing? I put a lot, but I, I just <laughs> I just go in like I go in and do a day, and then that's it, and then I put it down and come back and then check to make sure the animals are still alive the next day. You know, okay. I'm just a responsible farmer. Yeah. Do they die? I feel like I might have killed one on accident. I, I, that is actually a question I really want to know about the game, but I don't want to find out on my own game. Like, do they just get really sad? <laughs> I don't know if they, they just get really sad and that's it. I assume they don't die. I don't know. I feel like it's not that kind of game, but then... Yeah. I don't know. I had, Does I, anyone I, in the chat know? I had a baby pig, but I, I realized after I got the pig that I didn't have any potatoes to feed him with. And so, right. like, I had to wait a couple of days to get potatoes or, or, or get potato seeds and then plant them. Like, so that poor little piglet was just hanging out for like a week and a half. Yeah. Uh, no, maybe food. it just doesn't grow up. No, food. maybe it just stays small. Oh, oh, <laughs> maybe they shrink. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, how, yeah, that's yeah. how humans work. So I'm assuming that's probably how it would work in the game, too. But the game is taking a lot longer now because, oh my God, Brian, the amount of poop. I honestly, I don't understand how they poop. It's just circles of poop, just like <laughs> massive all around you yeah. in each part of the thing. It's just, it's pretty uh, disturbing stuff. There ain't no shovel big enough. And that's it. That's, so that's how I like to relax. <laughs> uh, shoveling virtual animal excrement. Emily Baxter, the cartoony witch game kid in chat says, kill all the cartoony animals. And with that, I say we start the show. <laughs> Man, one of these days we're going to start the show without gray boxes everywhere. There we go. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, West Day, and Monday, West Day, and Two Wise Friday right here uh, on YouTube. We do it live for your viewing pleasure. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, YouTube. Uh, if you don't like that, get it. You can go listen to us on podcast services of your choice. Thanks to our good friend, Jay Meow, who uploads these things every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, thank you. And of course, thank you to our good friend, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, who makes life easier for anybody watching the show. Timestamps. Dude's amazing. Like, and actually, he's really funny too. Like, sometimes I just copy and paste the timestamps into the description and don't have a chance to read them. Whenever I stop and actually read them, there's always like some really funny joke. Um, that's awesome. Man, my name is Brian Pop on this channel right here. PSVR without pearl. And this gentleman over here to my left, your right. I think that's, I think that's, oh, oh, hey. Oh, he's high fiving you. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's me being a cat climbing a wall. I don't know. Something I, like that. I thought we were just having like a slap fight. Oh, maybe that. It's Miles Dyer from YouTube.com slash Miles. What up, Brian? What up, Game Cats? Hope you are all doing good. Just going to give a disclaimer. I am really low energy today, but I know I always feel better after uh, looking in the chat and seeing all the uh, love and positivity. So uh, it is good to be here. Um, and, and, and the reason why I'm low energy, nothing to be alarmed about. It's just been a long work, work week. We had an event that required me to not work from home and actually at an event where we all met up because I work remotely. And uh, I don't know about people in the chat who works remote jobs, but it's obviously a very big thing now post-pandemic. And when you work at home a lot and then you spend 
a few days with loads and loads of people in person, it's quite a big shift. And uh, But there were lots of conversations about VR, a lot of gamers oh. uh, saying, I've been watching the VR stuff and which headset should I get? And I always find it an interesting conversation because I always just say I would highly recommend PS VR 2. But when they haven't got a PS5, it is a bit of a double jump. And um, I am curious to see what the Quest 3 is going to be like. Um, I, I, obviously, I still think PSVR 2 is going to be great. But, you know, we don't know yet. But um, I don't know. Do, do you feel it's it's um, it's an easy recommendation for PSVR 2, Brian, as uh, the host, the main host of PSVR 2 without parole? Yeah, do, I mean, you think, a, do you think it's a it's a financial question, right? It's like, do you, yeah. what kind of uh, what kind of gaming do you want to get into? Because like, I I don't know if I, I don't know if I just say, hey, buy a PlayStation Five so that you can play PlayStation VR too. Um, especially if like they're unfamiliar with VR, if they just want to kind of dip their toes in and they can get a three hundred dollar Quest Two, uh, you know, like that saves them from spending a thousand dollars. And if they really like the Quest Two, then they can start like investigating, like you know, is the PlayStation is the PlayStation for me? Um, yeah. Yeah. But it is interesting speaking to people that aren't like... I Actually, someone I spoke to has a PS5, and the thing he brought up was wireless, the Quest 3. That's what appeals to him. Yeah. And obviously, I, I made the case saying, but then you're trading off Fidelity and other things. And as someone who was very concerned going to PSVR 2, I barely notice it. And I do a lot of games that require a lot of physical activity. Yeah. And, and the main point is, because you don't need a camera, which is normally mounted on the TV, you can turn your back to the ps5 so the cable's just going that way and you know um so there are ways of getting around it but it is still interesting you know all these months later speaking to people that are now considering vr and some of the questions and debates we had all that time ago are, are still bubbling up but yeah yeah i mean <clears throat> you know i i've i've definitely not been a graphics whore my whole life i've usually just been like you know more more about like what what's the game capable of and blah 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 whatever but i do think that we, we haven't gotten quite to that point where um, where like graphics are good enough in VR. And so like, don't worry because everything's fine. You know, like we, people are like, well, which one's more powerful, the Xbox uh, series X or the PlayStation five. Uh, and it's like, well, it doesn't really matter because flat screen gaming has gotten to the point where it's like, it's fine. Like no matter what you get, something's a little more powerful than the other, but you know, the, the difference between PSVR two running on PlayStation five and a quest two running on its own is night and day. So it, it's, I don't know. I, I would be worried that people would get scared off by the quest just because they're like, oh, this is this is where VR is at right now. Like, right. You know, be like, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Check this out too. Right. Yeah. If if anybody's that interested, like have them come over to your place and have them check them both out, you know? Yeah. So. The, the 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 last thing I'll say about it was that the, the other sort of point of um query is regarding like what games there are and one again, one of them who has a PS five, he did play a lot of PSVR and he was like super hot. Like, is that not on PSVR 2? Why not? And I said, as someone who loved that game, I'm not missing it. Like, if it came to PSVR 2, absolutely would love it. But it's there's just so many other great games out there. And they said that they have been impressed by what Capcom's doing with yeah. Resident Evil, excited for Resident Evil 4. Um, and, you know, as we keep making the argument, we need more of these hybrid games because that's the stuff that piques the interest of people that, aren't familiar with VR gaming and therefore like the niche titles. There's lots of great small titles out there, but it's the big names that are going to really bring people on board. Uh, 
Agreed. Uh, we're going to get the show rolling a little bit right here, Miles. We got Not Sure Brando in the chat with the $5 tip says, We need a VR game where Oppenheimer nukes every Barbie dream house ever created with her and Ken in it. A lot of animosity for the new Barbie movie, but, uh, but there's also a lot of love for it. The fucking things blowing up. One of the, um, highest, uh, most viewed movies in a long time, a lot of places. Right. Um, so, yeah, hey, whatever the fuck blows your hair back, man. That we don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't ever, interfere somebody likes something that's that's just more happier for them that they found something that they like um or i'll tell you that that power rangers movie that came out a few years back i went to see it ironically and i ended up having a blast so i mean like you know awesome. shit can be really good like unexpectedly uh jay meow member for four months in the chat says uh it's his level three membership chat it says do you prefer realistic graphics in vr like re8 and gran turismo 7 or cool graphics in vr like tetris effect runner and synapse i'm going to change your oh. question jay because i think you <laughs> left out um cool graphics would be uh fract for me like i think fract has one of the most stunning art styles i've seen in vr yet um but i'll still take re8 and gt7 i'll take realism any day in vr at least yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I mean, without delving into this question too much, I mean, like, I do love the realism, but v- VR is not just about experiencing realistic environments. I know you're not making this argument, Brian, but sometimes when you experience a black and white landscape in Synapse with the colors and, you know, Fract, uh, or even Tetris Effect or Res Infinite, sometimes it's just like this world wouldn't make sense to me in real life, but I'm in this moment and it feels awesome. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, I think I do, but but I think realism. When you're in those things and you feel like I'm really at that, that place, it's it's something else. Yeah, I mean, variety is the spice of life, man. Like if every That's if it. everything looked the same, if everything looked photorealistic, it would get boring really fast. I think. Um, like I just I'm just I just don't want that. I, I love uh, when somebody brings a, a distinct art style into VR or or just anything that looks cool. It's just to separate itself. Uh, and I like that, man. Like, I, I, like I've said before, I, I view video games as art and, uh, and whatever art style you choose, whether it be photorealism or something a little bit more fantastical, uh, I appreciate it all. Um, and, and that's why we live in exciting times with VR, which is we're not at a point where it's just a load of big hitters that keep churning out the same games every year, like the Call of Duty's, which wouldn't be a bad thing. And we rely on just indie developers for doing the innovation. Uh, we're at a point where, just everyone seems to be innovating in the space. And so we do get those mixes. Um, so yeah. I'm going to keep the, uh, keep the, uh, tips rolling in. We got Waleed is now a game cat, specifically a white tiger with Canadian $5 tip says, hi, Brian. Hey, Waleed. I emailed you a picture of my modded PSVR two. I recommended the lens silicone protector as it saves it from dust damage and top strap doubled comfort. Who the hell did you email? Because I check my email constantly and I don't remember seeing that. Um, I'll have, to, I'll have to double check. I'll search, I'll search your name, Waleed. Um, but then, thank you for sending it along and thanks for the recommendation. Uh, I just, I just checked in with Real Optics, uh, the third VR lens company I was waiting for. I got, I got the VR rocks right here and I got the, uh, the Hans uh-huh. VR right here. And, uh, and Real Optics was like, Oh shit, we forgot to mail them to you. So we'll get those right out. I was like, what? This is like a month ago. Uh, so, uh, so, so sorry for the delay on the VR lens, uh, review, but it's coming, I promise. And so is the, uh, the Bad Dreams review. Uh, those guys keep patching the game. It's like, dude, I know. Just, I told them, let me know when it's done so I can, so I can review it. I don't want my review to be outdated five minutes after I upload it. So, um, yeah, but, but they're, they're doing some good work on that game. So I'm 
I would say everyone, if you're interested in bad dreams on PSVR one, just be patient. I will, you know, I'll give them another few days at least. Uh, we get a couple more tips with a Burnsy 8709. Um, he, he never, you never get to catch this live. How, how have you made two episodes in a row with the two quid says switchback VR patch is awesome. Glad I held off. Uh, we're gonna be talking a lot about the switchback patch in just a minute. And then Wally with another Canadian $5 tip says, guys, I am drowning in PSVR 2 goodness with daily Pavlov just bought switchback, bought Moss bundle on sale yesterday and still playing red matter too. And it's yeah. only going to get better. Right. Dude, how cool is August? August is going to be so great. VR, we got VR skater next month. We've got, um, uh, phasmophobia. We've got crossfire CR squad. We've got firewall zero. I mean, uh, not zero hour ultra firewall ultra. Yeah. I mean, just like banger after banger, man. Like it's, it's incredible. So finish those games well because you're going to need some spare time. Uh, we got the button pressing joystick moving feline friend. $5 tip says gaming isn't always about realism. It's about taking you to new and unique worlds. Agreed. That's why I Agreed. can never say that realism is going to be my favorite all the time. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, let's just get, get some housekeeping out of the way 15 minutes into the show. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, so we're going to do our best to kind of blast through a few of these news stories. Um, guys, if you're not a member of our Discord, make sure you click the link in the description below. Uh, and for a very good reason, uh, because not only do we do our Sunday multiplayer meetups uh, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern uh, or 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. I don't know, man. I've got everything screwed up. Uh, 2 p.m. At 2 p.m. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, but we also uh, we, but this weekend we're, we're we're doing we're doing D-Day beta stuff, D-Day enhanced beta stuff. Uh, not just Sunday, but also Saturday. Um, so if you don't have keys to the D-Day enhanced beta yet, uh, go join our Discord. Go to the D-Day enhanced beta uh, channel and say just type a message. Say, could I please have a a key uh, and tell them your region. If you don't know what region you're in, if you're in North America, that's NA, that's no- NA North America. Uh, if you're anywhere else, um, that, uh, that's not an Asian territory. It's EU, right? European, or I guess Australia has a region too. So AU, EU, NA. And then I don't, I don't think, I don't think anybody watches our channel from, uh, from, from Asian territories. If you do say hi, because yeah, I, I never hear from you. So, and and I just have to say to that Brian, like if if people haven't joined one of these beta ones yet, uh, just just do it. It's <laughs> yeah. something else. With that many people, it's it's just really 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 good fun. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so make sure you join us for the D Day Enhanced Beta Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I think it's two p.m. Eastern both days, but make just double check in the Discord. Uh, this the shit keeps changing every five minutes over there, and uh, I cannot keep up. Um. And of course, if you don't subscribe to Miles at youtube.com slash Miles. Miles, what, what, you've been, you've been playing PSVR 2 games nonstop, like six a week or something like that. Uh, have you yes. been able to keep that up? I don't know. And, um, <laughs> I am, I might be doing just free this weekend, depending on how I feel when I wake up in the morning. Um, so currently at the moment, I've done 42 let's plays and I've got a, just over 84 left. Which works out if I keep doing six a week, that's fourteen weeks. But they keep announcing new games. I think Phasmophobia is not on that list, so um, that's insane. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. But it's really enjoyable, and I just get to appreciate games and chat with the people because because I play them all from the start. It's just great having conversations with the chat about the games. Um, but yeah, this weekend at the moment, I've got three scheduled for tomorrow. Starts at um, midday uh, Eastern. 
uh, 5pm UK time, and that is with Cave Digger, the first one, which I've actually not played on PSVR 2 yet. That just got an update, um, like, yesterday, and I was, and I really it, wanted to check it out, because I was like, I wonder what the update could be. It's, you know, because it looked, it, I hope it's the graphics, because when I started up, I was like, oh, this is just the PSVR 1 game, like, carbon copy, um, and it didn't even, the lighting wasn't very good, it was very flat. Ever since they upgraded from just being in that mineshaft uh to being able to right. let you go out like they they killed the lighting like they just made everything real drab looking um they probably for performance reasons so i'm really hoping that they you know spruce that up a little bit yeah i i did hear that with the with it on psvr that the first one um that it was missing content that was on pc vr version oh. i think there were like other areas above ground i could be completely wrong there so i'm curious to know if those things have been added to the psvr 2 version and i will just say cave digger 2 despite its jankiness and glitchiness when you have four players i actually had a really good time with it and i ended up platinuming it um and yeah it was, it was a really good time so yes yeah, so anyway cave digger then two hours later i'm going to be playing tentacular um which i've not i it was a game since launch that i was curious about yep. i i know very little about it other than the trailer so um and i know there's a lot of game cats out there that have always been curious about it so good chance to have a look uh, and then i'm going to be you know, rocking out with some unplugged air guitar on Saturday nights. So if any of you want some music and to see me absolutely ruin a few classics, um, <laughs> uh, have you have you given unplugged air guitar a go, Brian? It's one of the few I haven't even started. Uh, I haven't heard the greatest things about it, uh, but apparently, uh, okay, you're cruising for some copyright claims there, aren't you? Yeah, they they've told me um <laughs> as long as you don't like monetize you should be fine which oh. is it, it, and and for those that aren't familiar with like how copyright works there's there's one thing that you can get by with which is if they claim it and they just run ads on it that's fine it's when they claim it and do a block or or an actual strike yeah. um because it takes down your video and then three strikes and you're out um and it's something still with video games that is, is continuing an issue, especially with games that are about music. You think that there would be some kind of thing with the label of like, we'll let you put the game, but then it can be done online. Um, but yeah, there's that. And then just to quickly go through Sunday, which I haven't scheduled yet, and I'll see how I feel tomorrow, but they're all going to be sit-down games. Um, again, starting from 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 5 p.m. UK time. Uh, Moss Book One, jumping into the world with Quill. Then uh, Tetris Effect. And then I plan to end the weekend with Before Your Eyes, and I'm going to see if I can just play the entire game uh, in one set uh, sitting, because I think it's around two hours. Um, but again, I'll see how I do. So um, to be honest, it's a nice sort of chilled uh, Sunday uh, selection. Um, but I was hoping to play VR Skater this weekend. So, um, you know, it was because it was initially, I think it was in July. I mean, it keeps getting delayed. Yeah. Um, so it's so, those keys, so anytime now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, um, if it, you know, anyway. if, they're, if they're just fixing like small bugs and trophy stuff, then like, I can't imagine that those keys won't be out soon. Um, but it just makes August more stacked, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, Nick Milo in the chat says, Oh, is that why I didn't know the train went further? He's talking about Cave Digger one. Um, ice caves and poison, et cetera. Those are in Cave Digger now. Okay. So that's, there you go. There you have it. Okay. Um, Bernsey in 8709 with five quid says, ha ha, you remembered. Ha ha, ha ha. And don't, and don't ever count on that happening again. Uh, my memory is absolute trash. I don't, uh, I don't, I listen to all the podcasts at work during the day. My shift pattern has recently changed, so I'll be dropping more often. Thank you very much, man. I'm glad that you're going to be here more often. Love, 
I think I, I, I think everybody's tired before games cast. It's late in the day. It's even later for miles. Um, and, uh, and it's you guys in the chat to kind of like help bring us up and, uh, you know, I feel like we're being cheered on or something. Uh, while he's, I, I, game- I know, a lo- sorry, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I know a lot of people in the UK and actually close friends of mine that always text me going, I'm going to bed, but I'll watch it on replay. I know people that listen to it in their car on the work week later on with all the shows and that. So, you know, those that are listening on replay, you may feel like, am I missing the party live? We always love seeing the comments afterwards. And it just means it helps the conversation keep going because sometimes we have these conversations and you go away from them, have a think about them and then think, actually, now I've made my mind up because, um, Obviously, our role on the show is to have an opinion now, and it's not always easy, is it, Brian? It's not. <laughs> um, and I promise I'm listening to what you're saying. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. All right. Uh, so, dude, we got we to gotta get on with the show here. So uh, let's talk about uh, some very recent rumors um, and very persistent rumors, I, I guess we should say, uh, about the PlayStation 5 Pro. Uh, this comes to us from Insider Gaming. Um here it is. Uh, PS5 Pro release date plans and console details. Uh, I got to tell you, man. Like I saw, I saw some news about this on Twitter today. Uh, people, different people talking about it, saying what what the Pro will bring. Uh, and I said, I don't know, man. Like I, I, we keep hearing this nonsense, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Like it took two years for PS5 to become available, and now you know here here's another rumor saying P, you know PS5 Pros are coming. Uh, November 2024, right? So for holiday 2024. And I was like, that just seems too early to me. That That's just over a year away. Um, but then I see Insider Gaming say it, and I feel like Insider Gaming has quite a few of their own sources, and they don't just post random rumors. Uh, so I do feel like this could be a thing. Um, have you had a chance to read this article yet? I, I have, um, but I'm happy for us to like pick out particular pieces on it. Um, it's, it's very short. Um, it is very short. Uh, so let's, uh, let's just put the, get all this info out there right now. Uh, the PlayStation 5 Pro is aiming for a November 2024 release. According to a new report from Akita Gaming, the PS5 Pro codenamed Project Trinity is already having demo events held to showcase the improvements. It's also stated that a majority of studios will also receive dev kits by late November this year, 2023. As far as specs are concerned, those, according to the report, uh, have been tough to obtain. However, two things that we do know is that the PS5 Pro will feature... Uh, okay, I, this is where tech speak comes in, and it's 18,000 no uh, MTs per second of memory, and, and I just don't, honestly... I don't. I don't. I haven't followed tech since like the difference between what eight bit, sixteen bit, and thirty two bit meant. So you, you guys are on. Let's your just own. say. Yeah. Let's say megatons. Megatons, Ooh, megatons of memory. Nice. <laughs> Eighteen thousand megatons per second. Uh, in thirty WGP workgroup processor. So again, uh, performance. Um, yeah. Performance targets yeah. for the PS5 include improved frame rates per second, as well as better F, uh, frames per second stability, performance at four K resolution, and an eight K performance mode and accelerated ray tracing. Um, the last thing mentioned in the report is that the PS5 Pro is likely to be the last major hardware release from Sony for the current gen. After that, the focus is expected to shift to development of the PlayStation 6. Like, is that, is that just the biggest no dust statement on the face of the planet? Like, maybe we'll get a slim, right? Like in the next year, and then we'll, and we'll get a pro maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, what other major hardware could we possibly be seeing from them until the PlayStation 6? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting. Um, 
I, I think that the whole thing about 8K, because didn't it advertise on the PS5 boxes that it can do 8K? I think it does. See, but, it, but the thing, Miles, is is that anything can do anything, right? Like, they can say, right. yeah, we can output it 8K, but it'll run at five frames per second. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I agree completely, and we haven't really seen that. And and to be honest, I do feel like I, I'm just speaking for me personally. I don't care about AK. There used to be this thing I think with the last generation towards the last the end of the last generation of consoles. There was all this thing about is it native 4K? Um, and then you know I started watching Digital Foundry, and every time I watch them, I'm just like, this sounds amazing. I kind of half understand what they're saying, yeah. but it's it's really interesting. And they were talking about all these examples. I think they showed it with the game Control, which is where they put on one half the screen Control in native 4K, and then they did it in the I don't know if it is the same as Checkerboard. Someone in the chat can correct me, but it's when they they have code that basically upscales in real time, so it means you don't have to. Native 4K, you can do it at a lower resolution, and then in-game it, it, it scales it up. And you can't tell the difference. Yeah. You can't tell the difference. Now, where it might be great is for stuff with um, VR, when we think of reprojection yeah. and those kind of things. I, I, I think this is where it could be really, really interesting. Um, for people that want to play you know, higher, higher frame rates and also with great you know, fidelity, um, you know, getting that good mix, I think it's going to be great. I think for the casual gamer, it's not really going to be um, much of a sell. And I, but I do think for VR gamers, it could be interesting. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree with everything you just said. Uh, I have I have zero desire uh, to play things in 8K. I don't have any desire to get an 8K TV. Um, most people have said there's no there's no actual difference. It's all it's all in order with in order for uh, TV manufacturers and everybody else to send you sell you uh, more expensive things. Um, and I, I just don't think that that's necessary. I think 4K has become the standard. Uh, 1080p was the standard for the, for the longest time, and now 4K. And it's like I think we're gonna, I think we're just going to stay there. Uh, so I think what's going if a PlayStation 5 Pro comes along, yeah, very few people are going to see a major difference. Uh, and but you know, for people who care, I think majority of gamers care to some degree about making sure that frame rates are always. 60 fps minimum you know if not 120 fps these days um but yeah i think i think our community will probably get the most benefit out of it because even though i don't think i saw a great tantrum going on in the chat about some nonsense um but <laughs> i think what uh i think the thing is is that yeah we haven't maxed out the performance of psvr2 on playstation 5 yet like these things haven't even been figured out yet we're still in like this you know launch year five months in where, you know, developers are starting to like talk to each other and say, Oh, how did you make this happen? Oh, like, how can we, how can we get this kind of performance? Uh, watching, seeing red matter Two, you know, run at uh 4k 120 FPS and like no reprojection. Like it was, it was really, it was kind of magical. I mean, like, Oh, look what our heads I can do. This is beautiful. Um, you know, even Saints and sinners running at 90 FPS. We were like, this is the best looking game at that time. So, uh, I just, if anything that's going to make it easier for developers to hit these goals, um, you know, 120 FPS, uh, running at native 4k, whatever. Right. So all of this, all of this just makes is something that we all want. We want our PSVR twos to run and look as best as possible. Uh, so I will be in line to get this, um, because we want our games to look better. I imagine village running at the same resolution and frame rate as red matter Two, like, I don't know if you max out the performance of the PSVR 2 on PlayStation 5, if you're going to be able to even do that. Um, Helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Two little points to add to the end of this. Um, uh, Firstly, um, 
you, you want devs to have to optimize for the current hardware. You don't want to then just increase the ceiling uh, and then just be like, oh, you don't have to optimize what we've already got because now we've got all this new, you know, power uh, and everything. Um, so that is definitely why you want it spaced out for a bit. But also, in t- and then the second point is because of the timing. We've only just entered the period for PS5, unless I'm mistaken, where the the, the top like first party games are now being made solely for PS5. Mm-hmm. So you know, God of War was made for both PS4 and PS5. Horizon Forbidden West, although the DLC was PS5 only, um, I'm tempted to say when it comes to first party games. Um, obviously, Returnal actually would have been a, a PS5 exclusive. But when we think of some of the big titles, um, Spider-Man Two is going to be a PS5 exclusive. Um, it's, it's you know truly next gen. So um, the fact that this is only kind of happening now, you know, uh, a year and a half until PlayStation Pro, it wouldn't surprise me if it ended up being early 2025 um, for that reason. But um, obviously, they'd want to get it before the holiday season. I think you're right. Um, Miles, let's, uh, let's switch over to something a little bit different. And that is, uh, that Racket Fury has appeared on the PlayStation store for PlayStation VR two. Uh, we, we got- talked about this last week, uh, Racket Fury. We were talking about table tennis in the context yeah. of the tennis game. So, um, I'm really happy about yeah. this. <laughs> Uh, Wally is now a GameCast, specifically by Tiger with the Canadian $2 tip says also Racket Fury popped up on the store. Free upgrade question mark. Uh, that's a good question. Um, it's, <laughs> I mean, different developers have done different things. Uh, we haven't really seen a lot from this developer. We don't know what they're going to be asking. Um, but honestly, if it was 20 bucks all over again, the quality and the amount of content there, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel that brokenhearted about it, about having to pay for it again. Um, I just want it. And multi multiplayer wasn't at launch, was it, for when nope. it was on PSVR? Nope. So I'm curious to know. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm not. I assume it will be at launch for uh, PSVR too. Oh, yeah. But it makes me think: what other stuff they add? Are they going to have more environments? Because the environments were really cool. Like um, when you were playing in space on just like the disc, you could hit the ball and it would bounce off and then just drop into the void. Uh, or if you're in that kind of industrial place, um, you could hit it and it would go all the way down. Like um, It was kind of cool how the ball interacted with the different environments. So it'd be interesting to see um, if they, they add more to it and more customization. Um, but I, I, I love the AI um, when you play practice mode. And no matter how well you play, the uh, the opponent will never lose a hit. So the better you are, the better the opponent is. And uh yeah. Loved it, and I'd love to know what it feels like with the sense controllers because it felt great with the moves. Yeah. Oh yeah, they nailed it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't. I'd be. I, I think they're going to reach a, a wide enough audience with this that even if they do a free upgrade, that they they'll be totally fine. Um, this, this is something that everybody's going to want to play. I think. And and on PSVR when it came out, Brian, because we had a few table tennis games, didn't we? Um, was it the first out the gate or? <laughs> You're gonna have to look it up. No, no, um, it, it was not. It wasn't the first out of the gate. I'm not. I don't have to look. It, it wasn't. Up. I got that shit under control. Um, yeah. So, so I guess this time, you know, this time it gets to be have first advantage. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't have much competition. The entire lifespan of the PS VR one, um, VR ping pong, and then VR ping pong pro, I believe, were the two big ones. Uh, and neither one had good physics. Like they were just felt broken. 
Um, and then you can, and then this but comes for the along. average consumer, yeah. they wouldn't have known that, would they necessarily? Um, I mean, no, you know, no. So they probably have gone. I'm never buying a VR yeah, ping pong game again. VR yeah. ping pong pro like <laughs> spent so much time on the environments, having like these really like like uh, it was it was kind of amazing. Like the, there were ones in arcades and out um, in uh, like gardens and things like that, and there were people walking by. Like it, like when you were playing, focusing on the table tennis, when you're focusing on the game, it's all kind of, all that stuff was blurry, but it, it was fine because that's not what you're focusing on. And it just seems like it, you're playing ping pong in a very lively place. Um, but the physics were terrible and, you know, like, I don't know, there were frame rate stutters, like you'd swing the paddle and you, it was like stutter when you tried to hit the ball. You're like, this is just broken. Um, so yeah, Rocket Fury's had no competition. Obviously, um, they've had a little more competition in other places. 11 is the one that everybody talks about, uh, when it comes to table tennis and they've, you know, 11 said they were coming to PSVR one. That didn't happen. I think they said they were coming to PSVR two. So far, we haven't seen that happen. Uh, we haven't gotten any updates. So yeah, uh, these guys could be first out of the gate. Um, so. Cool. Uh, Nathan, I'm going to be playing it. Nathan backs it. us up in the chat. Eleven table tennis is still the king of physics for ping pong. Uh, well, if you can't get your game to PSVR two. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> so, have you have you played eleven, Brian? No. I it's yeah. dude not on PSVR one, not on PSVR two. I don't give a fuck. And honestly, Rocket Fury, <laughs> dude, Rocket Fury is perfect. It's perfect. It feels perfect. Like just nails the physics. So you know, I, I, what, what are you going to say? You know, what else it, do you want? It nails the physics, Brian. But I was like. I feel like I'm getting so good at table tennis playing this VR game. I wonder how it would translate. And then I finally found a table tennis table, picked up the paddle, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I am I'm terrible. This has made me worse. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't. Oh, no, you know what? That's not that's not true. I have played ping pong uh, since since playing Racket Fury. And yeah, I mean, I used to I used to play a lot of ping pong. We had we had a table in our basement when I was a kid, which is really strange. That's not something we would have had, um, but we did. And, uh, and we played a lot, man. We played a lot. I feel like so I got really, really good at it as a kid. And so like I had the feel for it when I played Rocket Fury. I was like, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Uh, yep. but yeah, it, it was, it's not substitute for, for real ping pong. Cause I did play ping pong not that long ago and I was not very good at it. Hmm. So, um, okay. A couple things here before we move on to our next news story. First, Burnsy8709 with the five quid says, and a tip for the guy who uploads the podcast, I will send five bucks along to Jay Meow. Although that conversion is not accurate. Um, so maybe more than that. Thank you very much. Macho Vasquez with a $5 tip says, Hey guys, what if this is Sony's way to make the PSVR 2 more accessible by lowering the PS5 price, but still having the higher dollars with the Pro? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Quite I, possibly. I, I think it's their way of making the PlayStation 5 more accessible, right? If they're going to do the slim model without the hard, without the, um, the disk drive, the optical drive, yes, and then have that, and have the optical drive be an optional attachment, which is what all the rumors are pointing to. Uh, they want to make the PlayStation Five as cheap as possible, not just to get P- more PSVR two gamers in, but to get more PS five gamers in. Right? The Xbox launched with you know the cheapo model and the and the high end model, um, and this is Sony's way to kind of do the same thing, but not take any power away from the players. Um, and once they release the Pro model. Now it's like now we're not we're not talking about um, you know what what would be considered the pro model in 2020 when the when Xbox and PS5 launched. You know we're talking about the pro model in 2024. Like what does pro mean then? Not what did pro mean four yeah. years ago? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So many tips coming in today. So thank you everyone for the generosity. Uh, and and even if you haven't tipped, it doesn't matter. But do hit the like button. That's another way you can help. 
And actually, I'm going to press it now. I haven't pressed it yet. Shame on me. I haven't pressed it yet either. I'm, I'm slacking out time today. Uh, outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, another uh, another PSVR 1 game is coming to PlayStation VR 2. And uh, I think it's one that a lot of people are going to be excited about. Uh, if you went, if, you, if you remember of the Alvo Discord, then maybe you saw this today. Um, is it today? I don't even know. But uh, Steve CLT over there said that Alvo be, will be released on PSVR 2 in August or September. So very soon we could have another August title on our hand. Uh, we should, and dude, how crazy is it that we have like Crossfire and Firewall and, I... and possibly even Alvo all dropping like within that same small time period? Like D Day Enhanced is probably coming within the next few months too. It's like, I mean, like just we've got, we've got but too many. <laughs> This well, this was the question, wasn't it, leading up to Firewall about the pressure of these other games, and is this gonna? I, I think you were talking about it with Wes on uh, Wednesday's show uh, about you know is the pressure from each of them of like it doesn't matter if you have the better game, there is a you know something powerful about going out the gate first, and it has been long enough since Pavlov mm-hmm. that there will be people that have Pavlov but want to try a different first person shooter to mix it up. Yeah. Um, but as for Alvo, I was very late to the game. Uh, I think I joined it when um, you and I were reviewing on the show uh, the factory level, oh, yeah. and I yep, just yeah. loved it way better than I expected. Kept coming back to it, but and then I was excited for the zombie mode, but then felt it's not one I'm going to play again. Like I enjoyed it the first time. There's a lot of tweaking, um, but they seem to constantly optimize the game, um, but I haven't played it in a very long time, yeah. um, and it is a game I'm looking forward to jumping back into. Um, but it is going to be interesting to see with uh, with these different games. But I do feel they they all offer something a bit different. Um, they do, they do how, really. I mean, how does like, that split? How does that split the multiplayer audience? I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it only splits the audience if if people start, you know, bringing fanboy wars into it, right? Because because there certainly was the people saying, "Oh, Albo sucks, Firewall for life," or or, right. or vice versa. And um, and, and you know, when 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 a game like Albo's bringing things like much fast, faster pace, more arcade style, um, and and a bunch of realism too, right? They're they're doing they're working on manual reloads, or they they, they did work on manual reloads. Um, you know, they got five v five. They they did. It's it's just fun to run in that game and then switch over to sliding like what like mid slide you slide into cover yeah like it's stuff that firewall just doesn't do so uh, but you know but firewall just has this level of polish that most people can't match uh, this the slow tactical thing works for a lot of people yeah uh, so I just think that you're right it is there's something different for everybody in every game and Crossfire Sierra Squad is the one that you're going to go to for some arcade co op. Um, and uh and and it's going to be the one you go to if you just want to have a fucking ridiculous time with a bunch of people like the over the top chaos so like they all i'm really happy that all of these are coming for sure for sure and especially because a lot of people that consider vr say i love first person shooters you know think of call of duty it's like but you've got all these games to play which are going to be all good in their own right i think something that's going to be quite interesting to see how it will. And when I say split the audience, I don't mean like taking sides, but naturally people are going to be saying to their friends, what do you want to play tonight? The game that I think the games that will succeed at this point, I think, um, I don't know what crossfire situation is going to be, but with um, firewall and um, with Alvo is they both have progression systems where, you know, if you keep playing games, you get XP to unlock cosmetics and things like that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know if Firewall have actually confirmed there's going to be a battle pass 
at, at launch. I assume there will be because that's what this is what they've had. Whereas Pavlov um, is really really good fun, but there is no progression system. So pa- for, for that reason, it's like Pavlov. You can play anytime because it's just the same game, uh, and you you start from the beginning. Whereas if there's a battle pass and it's going to end on a certain date. You know, this is why they do them with all the games. You and your friends going, oh, come on, can you come on now? Because I'm almost, I've almost completed it. And I think that will be something that pulls people back again. And that was something Alvo did introduce towards the end of the PSVR cycle as well. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Every game is going to have their own audience. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, when you, whenever you and I talk about progression systems in Pavlov, there's always people in the chat being like, I fucking hate progression systems. Like, just yeah. give me everything that I want right out of the gate. Yeah. Like, what, like what's, what's this? Just give me everything. I, I just want to play with everything right away and I want to get in there with my friends right away. Like, don't, don't make me work for yes. stuff. And meanwhile, you and I are like, make us work for stuff. Like, make us yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. everything we do is rewarding. And so there's definitely yes. going to be people in both camps. Um, I didn't, even, I didn't even finish the blog post uh, update. So uh, so Steve had said uh, it'll be releasing on PSVR 2 in August or September. We should have the exact date soon. You can sign up for the closed beta testing here. You know, let me just copy and paste that into the chat. So if you guys want to sign up for uh, the beta testing, my mouse is breaking as we do this, making things much more difficult than it should be. Um, if you want to sign up for the beta testing, just click the link that I'm about to post in the description here. Um so uh, PSVR 2 in Steam will cost $20, 1999 And they're working with Sony for anyone who owns Alvo already on PSVR 1 to have just a $5 upgrade fee. Um, I think this is I mean, super fair. $20. What was it at launch for PSVR? 40. Was it like... Second? 40 It was 40 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. So, I mean, $20. Obviously, they want to be competitive. They know what the landscape is. That 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 thing about August or September... You know what that means? It's we want it to be August. They want it to be August, um, but it's but gonna, it, it which means it's on... going to be October then. Yeah, I mean that's my feeling. If I if I was to bet my five dollar upgrade fee on it, uh, I would bet that it's uh, it's going to be October. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah right. Probably. Yeah. And and there's an argument to be said that spacing out from the launch of the others, you know, let the others battle it out for the next couple of months, and then people are looking for something fresh, and then it's like, oh, this has come out. Um, whereas when there's three games at the same time, even if we argue and here with the reviews and that they're all amazing, everyone should experience them all for the casual game out there that for some disastrous reason, doesn't watch PSVR two without parole. What are they doing? If you know those people send them this way. Um, but, uh, yeah, there'll be people that are always looking for something fresh. And if Alvo is in October, people will naturally look at it and go, it's a new first person shooter game. I had so much fun with firewall or with crossfire. This must be the next step. Um, so yeah, um, there wouldn't be anything wrong with that. Uh, Mikey D Cosmo VR kitty in the chat with the $5 tip says, Hey cats. Hello. Uh, so many great games already loving red matter and synapse looking forward to behemoth, but it seems to have fallen off the radar. Any news? Um, a lot of things, lots of things fall off the radar. Uh, I feel very, very fortunate that sometimes, sometimes not all the time. You know, I don't, I don't have, I don't have much clout in the gaming industry miles. People think that I do. And I'm just like, people, oh my God, they responded to me. That's fucking crazy. Um, it, it, I, I, I've reached out to a lot of studios recently whose games seem like they've fallen off the map and very pleasantly surprised to find out that they've, everyone's just got their head down and they're working hard on their game. And, uh, that's, that's exactly what's happening with Behemoth. And I'll tell you, I, I don't know any details. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know if it's still 
slated to launch late 2023, like that original uh, teaser trailer. Like, remember the 10 second one that just announced the name of the game and didn't even show the CGI? Um, that's it. That's at late 2023. So I don't know if they're still holding to that, but the team is hard at work over there. Uh, and, and if you didn't see, um, they're also releasing, they, they're following through on their promise of releasing Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution on PSVR 1, seemingly this fall, according to the trailer uh, that they put out with all this Saints and Sinners news. Uh, so uh, a lot of good stuff happening over at Skydance. Yeah, there's still so many games for 2023, whether it's Arizona Sunshine 2, Grain Hell. I mean, it's it's in the window. It could get knocked. You know, Ghostbusters, Lo-Fi, Vampire the Masquerade, and then 2024 Wanderer and Talking Dogs. Talking oh, yeah. Dogs. Is, oh, yeah. yeah, which I think is... I don't know much about it, but I, I hear it's uh, it's one to look out for. Look out for sure. Um <laughs> I think. Oh, sorry. Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry in the chat with the $2 tip says timestamps tomorrow having pizza with the wife. Um, thanks. Thanks for letting us know. And that's cool. Uh, what pizza? What pizza are you having? Uh, yeah. Also, as, as far as I'm concerned, you can get out of anything by saying, Hey, I'm having pizza tonight. I can't get around to it. Like, that, that makes perfect sense to me. You go do your thing. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Um, all right, Miles. We got we got a few more things to talk about here, um, and I think we should talk about some updates that a couple of games have had recently. And let's start with the one that happened yesterday, uh, and that is the Walkabout Mini Golf DLC, known as Laser Layer. It's the first in the Evil Layers DLC pack. Um, and right. so, uh, man, I I, I want to know what you thought of it because I have a lot to say. Huh. Yeah, I have a lot to say as well. I mean, firstly, I just want to say that I I do the natural thing. A new DLC, you get, you scroll to the end of the menu, and I'm like, mm-hmm. where is it? It's like, oh, no, you've got to go back because they have all these different pockets. Um, initial thoughts, it is incredible just how these levels are developing in their scale, their scope, the different styles. This is an entire island. Um, and it's uh, uh, absolutely wonderful to explore. Um, has some interactivity, which we'll get to with a beach ball, which is very, very cool. Um, and it has, uh, um, the main mechanic I think is pretty much on every, I think it's on every single hole is the lasers. <laughs> uh, and if you hit your ball through it, uh, it's not going to bounce off or anything. You can't hit it really quickly through it. Nope. Just cuts it in half. Yeah. Uh, which it's never, pretty brutal. never gets old. No. Never gets old. I laughed every single time, whether it was my ball, whether I was, whether it was somebody else's ball, whether it it was the first time it happened, whether I, whether it caused me to to stroke out. Uh, dude, like I just, I, 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 it just never got old to me. I loved seeing that ball, you know, get sliced in half and depending on how fast it hits the laser, you know, the two halves will just go flying in different directions or just kind of stop and fall down and, yeah, I like that. And, and you have those, you have those moments of suspense. So there's some courses where you know the lasers are just always on, and then there's others where there's like blocks in the way or they're rotating, so they disappear and then reappear. Mm-hmm. And so you hit the ball and it will stop, and you're like, "Is it safe?" And then the laser cuts it out. And you're like, "No, I'm gonna do it again." Um, but the last thing I'll say before I actually two quick things I'll say before I uh, hear your thoughts is one. The exploration is really interesting. I, I could be mistaken, but it and I haven't actually played all the maps yet. There's still some I'm yet to play, but it feels like they've stepped up the exploration. Um, in like the very first maps they did, it was like you had the course, you walked around it, and you couldn't walk 
off the course like it was all just scenery uh, to look at you could obviously fly to it whereas here you'll be in the uh in in this you know secret base and then you'll walk to the window and then you can walk down it into the forest that's on the island and you can just keep walking mm-hmm. and so there's a lot more of that which i thought was interesting uh, and then the second thing which sort of ties in with the exploration there's a bit in the course where there's a stairway that goes down and it's actually not to the next hole it's to the jetty and there is a boat that goes all the way around the island yeah. and um, you can actually get in it and, and ride and so there's this there's this real scale to it and there's a lot of magical things in it like going in an elevator um, there are some people that they just love pressing the trigger button to go to the next hole. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there is something quite nice when, you know, you've got to wait for something to come across the water, you know, a raft to get on and then go across or go in the elevator to the next thing. I do try and keep telling myself for this one, don't use auto teleport, just walk around and enjoy the exploration. But yeah, yeah absolutely wonderful. Yeah, there's... <laughs> I can tell you when they first, when they announced this, I was like, it doesn't really sound like it's for me. Uh, it's not that I've been disappointed in, in some of the DLC. It's that I just, I don't know, something about it. Like the Atlantis course looks beautiful, but there's something about being there that I'm just like, I just don't care about. And the same with, uh, the, 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 the Tura, that's the sequel to Jumanji. Um, <laughs> whatever that you know the egyptian one i'm talking about it's yeah. just like it's all right it's good it's, it's just like there's a few that are just like i'm like these aren't one of their better ones like i think most of the dlc is better than any of the eight original ones uh, but right. but i but i do think the the quality kind of varies it's all great it's how great is it is the question um in and this... different people like different themes and it's nice that we have that selection you yeah. know some people like different stuff but but i'm with you completely on that yeah and i was like i just i mean i was like what I don't care about like some James Bond evil villain layer thing, whatever. Right. And, and, and then when I got into it, I was like, I take it back. The music just is perfect. Like it just, it really sets the mood. Um, there's yeah. little, there's little funny jokes everywhere. Um, there's yeah. just, it's, it's fun to just walk around and, and look at the, like they're having, a, they're having a science fair right in the very, on the very first hole. And it's just like, this is so odd, but also so creative. Uh, and as you said, it's just, it's one of the biggest courses yet. You just fly around, you look at everything and, very very impressed by it um so four dollars man like this is i feel like i feel like by the end of this generation walkabout's going to get more money from me than beat saber is right because yeah. because walkabout releases uh at least three dlc packs within the time that beat saber releases one and then right. that kind of averages out a little bit so. It's, it's very very true um and you just know that they're always going to be a really good time uh, and and i feel i should know this already if you don't own a map and a friend sets it up, you yeah. can play the course, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. You don't. You just can't. Um, you just can't find the hidden balls. Uh, you can't do the fox hunt. Uh, in in the. But I will say that the uh, the putter that you unlock with the exploding kittens fox hunt is awesome. Is that oh, okay, probably my that. top? I, I don't even want to say what it is, but my top three favorites because sure. I don't know. I mean, like you don't know what's going to ruin things for people, right? It's like some sometimes like just entering this new world and like just kind of seeing things for yourself for the first time uh and then being rewarded at the end of a fox hunt with a new club you're like oh look at, that's what it looks like i had no idea like this is what you pay four dollars for <laughs> I, I need to play a lot more of this because actually i've only ever completed one of the nighttime uh or whatever the the hard courses are which really? was the submarine one so i need to go back but this is the point is there's just so many yeah. and it's, it's one of those things of when i play it i play it a lot it's not that i've just played like 
seven games and they've all been different courses i play with friends and it's like what do you want to play and sometimes it's one we've already done and you know i'm just happy to to play it um but going back to the point about the theme it's not really a theme that would appeal to me i'm not someone that really watches those kind of spy thriller thriller movies um but the game is just so charming isn't it like no matter what the theme is it's always just really pleasant um, this was actually also the first time I've played um, a round of golf by myself. I'm always playing with friends, so I actually just did the 18 holes by myself, and mm. it was it was an interesting dynamic because I, I left it thinking, was that a, a much shorter course than the others? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, not dude, and, play, playing yeah. by yourself or with one other person, it's literally like a 10 to 15 minute at most yes. experience. Uh, yeah, and then it, you, as soon as you get four or five people in there, suddenly like. 45 minutes so yes yeah it, it really is um but um <laughs> yeah funny. walk up walk about uh mini golf uh continues to be an absolute joy to play yeah. and um like the things i want to see them improve is sort of the social hub area because you know there's 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 sort of three things you can do you can either play a match by yourself mm-hmm. or, or do training you know um you can do quick play which puts you on was it nine holes with just someone it could be the first half or the latter half with just on random uh or you can set up a room that others play and then you decide together i do wish there was some kind of um either social area where you could like see other people in the driving range or, or group up or there was just a bit more customization with the the quick game so, because the yeah. quick game, it's just two people click quick game, and I guess it just chooses something random for them. It'd be kind of cool if you could say, "I want to host the quick game." Um, here's my and, parameters. And like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's the parameters, and and like having a menu for it as well, so you can see who, who's playing or, or looking for quick. But but look, it works at the moment. It's, it's not broken, and I just feel <laughs> like I'd like some. I just like some things tweaked with the sort of the glue that holds it all together because sure. in terms of the amount of content and the levels, it's absolutely amazing. And um, I've not found many balls on this one yet. It was again, playing by myself. I was just getting around the course. So I, I definitely want to go back and it seems there's plenty to explore for it. Yeah. I've heard the same complaints about the customization, about the, about the quick maps, uh, quick match stuff. Um, it's so funny because I, I've never once gone into walkabout and said, I let's see who's playing. Right. It's, it's always, I'm sitting in discord and somebody goes, Hey, do you want to play a game of walkabout? And I was like, sure. Who else is around? Oh, this person, this person. Okay. Let's send them the room code. Let's do this. And so it's always, yeah. it's always organized before I even start the game. Um, but yeah, I understand that not everybody plays like that. So it makes Cause, sense. Cause it's also, if, if you create a room for multiplayer, yeah. um, the only people that know about it are those that you share it with. And you know, yeah. I've, I've done that on discord and stuff like that and played with others or done it on a live stream. That's really good. It'd be nice sometimes if you created it and then, so it's not even just, well, quick play could lead people into it you know you could say click uh quick play do you want to play a nine hole which is the the regular one or do you want to play a full because sometimes people want a quick i know it might be argued it's not a quick play mode um but yeah um i don't know i i haven't really made up my mind about it but i just feel like there's just a little bit of extra goodness they could add there but in terms of the content itself like i just love it again and again yeah, uh, if I if if it was up to me, and it's not, um, but I, I kind of want them to just keep doing what they're doing. Like I don't want them to take focus away of, from bringing us new content uh, in order to, yeah. you know, make some big social hub. Like people sure. keep doing that. And I'm of the opinion, at least, that like I don't care about having a social hub in each and every game. Um, yeah. Like if anything, I would take a social hub from Sony, like a like a PlayStation Home style social hub, where 
then you can meet up with people who are also in VR and then you can say, Hey, do you want to go play this game together? And then, you know, kind of add them to your group of friends. Um, but, but for each game to individually have one, I'm like, "Eh, okay, that's fine. But I mean, just, it's just not how I play games. I understand, you know, that's not universal. And I'm with you completely. I think the reason I feel it for walkabout mini golf is because it's, it's literally a universe now because there's so many worlds. Like if it was just a game with like four or five courses and that was it. Yeah. No point. Just have the courses. But like, as you say, this generation, and when speaking to the devs, you know, they were saying that they've got enough ideas for like the next, I think it was like two or three years. years yeah, it's yeah, just that, they, yeah, it's just that they don't release them and it's why they don't announce them well in advance. It's they just keep the heads down, kind of what you're saying with the other games, you know, they keep the heads down and when they're ready, they're ready. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, Miles, um, speaking of things that, we're not ready. Uh, we got <laughs> we got the switchback patch today. Uh, this was long awaited. Uh, I think the game came out what in May, June, July. Is that right? Like it's been two months. I, I don't even remember when the game came out, but it was. Uh, it took them a long time to address uh, that they were working on a patch, and then when they said they were working on a patch, uh, they said it would hit at the end of. Uh, they were hoping for the end of June, uh, and then it ended up being closer to the end of July. Uh, it, it came out in March, March 16th. March. So it's oh, been, man. So yeah, I know, dude. It's been a while. Which felt like ages after the launch of PSVR 2 because <laughs> it was going to be a launch title. And Thank it was God like, it oh wasn't, my God. But, right? like, in, yeah. Well, and in the grand scheme of things, it's just like, <laughs> it was such a long time ago. Yeah. But thanks to Supermassive, who sent both me and Miles. Uh, dude, something I've never seen before, dude. Uh, I've never seen. Uh, I've never seen a studio send out essentially a patch via uh, PlayStation code ever. I've never seen this. And like ever since I started doing this, um, most studios have been like, well, you know, we, we can't do that, right? Patches can't be sent out through, through keys. Um, but yet that's exactly what happened. Um, you had, you had to, you had to own the game and, uh, this kind of patched your existing game. And so you, and they sent this out to, to you and I a few days back. Um, and so we were able to check it out, uh, before the patch dropped. And I got to say, man, I, I don't think I could be any happier with this. Like I, the, it, it gave me a feeling getting in there and seeing, I mean, just from the get go, the very first thing you see is this, you know, statement on the screen says, Oh, it's a, you know, you move your arms a lot, make sure you don't hit your pets and whatever. And it's just noticed that I remember when I started it up, when it first came out in March and it was blurry, I was like, why is this blurry? It's text on a screen. What is going on here? And, and so starting it up today and I just seeing that being crystal clear saying, all right, I think we're off to a good start. You know, and that, and that very first loading screen is like zip, zip, zip. You know, some of the later loading screens are still a little bit longer than you'd expect, but certainly nothing to complain about. And then you get into the game and everything just looks the way a PlayStation VR two game should look. It just looks clear. It looks good. It looks detailed uh, and everything moves well. Like it just, I, and I, and I don't, and I, at this point I've forgotten because I haven't, I really haven't played Switchback much since March, but I've forgotten, like, did the haptics exist back in March? I don't think they did. We're going over the tracks and I feel in my sense controllers, which is what something I remember saying. Sorry, sirens on my end. I remember saying, it's like, here we have this new technology. We have these amazing haptics in our sense controllers. We have haptics in the headset and and you're not going to utilize any of that in order to make me feel like I'm really riding a roller coaster. Like what, 
how did this fall between the cracks? Like this is this is one of the most important things you could have done with a brand new PSVR2 game for a PSVR2 headset that just came out like a month ago. And so I'm really, really happy they spent the time and just kind of paid attention to these details that sort of fell by the wayside the first time around. Yeah, I mean, look, huge, huge, huge credit to Supermassive Games because, um, you know, uh, feel for them at launch. Like, they, they released it. They got hit hard uh, across the board. Um, not to say it wasn't Warren. It was... Um, I I did it on a live stream, and I was pretty shocked. Um, uh, and, and just one example is there's a lot of these sort of what feel like dream sequences because it was just super blurry where you're on this train. Yes. And it was super blurry. Uh, and it was this question like, is it the effect? And it, like an effect they're doing, um, it's a lot clearer now. Now, Brian and I were talking before the show about it of like, was that because it was never meant to be blurry? It might be that it was an art choice <laughs> that just with the, the fidelity issues, it made it worse. And they just said, let's undo it completely. But there's a first scene during the credits where you're on the train, you look around, and I won't go into details for those that haven't seen it. Um, but straight away, I was struck by it and thought, wow, uh, this definitely feels clear. And, um, you know, my, my main issue with it um, was um, as someone who really struggles with horror games, as many of you know, um, I didn't really find this game particularly scary. And a big part of it was it felt like this kind of screen door effect because just the fidelity was now, I felt like I was watching a screen all around me. Um, having jumped into this and actually I just wanted to touch upon the thing you said right at the start about the fact it was weird getting a key for a demo. Cause um, I, I claimed the key and then I'm looking on my, yeah. uh, for, for the beta version. Cause normally what happens is, for those that don't know is when you get normally like dlcs beforehand or you know it's it's like the beta you get for um d-day you get a separate game which you play um which is separate to it this was actually uh a code that you then just click to update the main game itself which was kind of interesting to see um but the other thing i wanted to say on it was normally when games are getting big overhauls and and i could be mistaken there might be other games that have done it and just because we haven't been in the mix of it we didn't know but I just feel for the most part, when they're going to do a, a launch of a a, 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 um, a a patch, they just put the patch out there. The idea that a week before they're sending it to people to like pre-review or just get the heads up. But I think it was not because they were worried about it, thinking, is this something we've missed? I mean, they might take some feedback. They weren't going to delay it. Um, but I think it was kind of a, a confidence of like, we want to give chances for creators to give their impressions now that we've we've done the work <laughs> although and, let's be fair that didn't go over so well the first time right no 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 saw, it didn't it we didn't. saw nothing but scariest game ever in vr thumbnails right. like all over the place and You're right and and that was very misleading we, we played sure. it we're like this is not the scariest game ever this isn't even actually very scary yeah and having watched a lot of um content creators uh, reacting to this there has been quite a, a i feel there's been quite a sober approach to it people saying this is definitely a lot better they've they've there's they've clearly there's been a lot of reflection on like how it did look before um when i started playing it though and i, I even though i had it earlier in the week i only actually got to play it um last night briefly uh, because i've been at this work event all week so i was just like I, just, it, I think it came i think we got the code the day i went off for this work thing and i wasn't going to take my ps5 and vr with me as much as i'd love to 
Um, and so when I rushed into it, I didn't play it without the patch first, which I kind of wish I had done. Yeah. And as I was playing it, I was just like, I was very tired and, um, I spoke to you about it and you said like, you're really happy with it. And in that moment I was like, okay, I thought it was better, but I just felt like it's been such a long time. I'm going to say, I think it's better. Like it could have been one of those things where they just gave you a game, which was exactly the same. And because they <laughs> right. tell you it's better, you go, wow, this feels a lot better. It's like, ah, suckers. We didn't change anything. Yeah. Um, but as you were mentioning about like the tracks and that, I, I definitely think that was new. There's a lot of subtleties and you really notice it when the characters come up close and in your face. And once again, there was a lot of those moments when I first played it and I didn't find it particularly scary because even when they were in your face, it felt like there was a screen in your face. Whereas now it's like, no, they're there. Yeah. Um, I haven't played a huge amount of it. I've played just like the tutorial and the, the, the first area. Um, but I'm, I, I, I ended the stream, I think on the third world so i'm definitely going to go back and uh play it all again so um, i'm really looking forward to it and the last thing i'll say at the end of this ramble is um rush of blood was a game that whenever i had friends visit it that were new to vr it was one of the first games i put them in um but with this switchback vr i wouldn't I'd, i've never never shown it to anyone uh however now i definitely would i definitely would i agree uh I don't know if this was a self-fulfilling prophecy or what, but uh, kind of leading up to this patch, I kept saying, I wonder if all the distractions, right, the the low-res textures and, and some of the poor lighting and, uh, and and whatever else, right, like just the general bore, and like you said, sort of just feeling like there was a screen in front of you, uh, if all of that was distracting me too much and and keeping me from really enjoying what was actually there like the the actual game that they had delivered um and i do think that from you know i spent i spent an hour uh post patch and i'll tell you that the second i got in that cart and i and i just just like looking around and i just i just had that feeling that i was playing rush of blood and i was like here i am like this is the game i want to be playing like it was a good feeling like i was i was smiling i was happy to be there it just it looked good it felt good and and i was and i i don't want to spoil anything obviously but there's a bathroom scene early on where you just kind of like your cart stops and cool things happen uh cool things always happen in the bathroom miles i don't, I don't know if you're aware yeah. of this but it even happens in, in the uk they do indeed yeah yeah for real just hang out long enough cool shit will happen just magic um and I was in, and I was tense. I was tense. And that's not something I remember feeling when I, when I first reviewed the game, I was, I, I remember feeling bored, but, but with all these distractions kind of just slipping away, it, it really allows you to feel immersed and feel like you're there and just enjoy it more. And, and, I, and I think that they really undersold themselves by rushing this out. Uh, because now as you've, if you've seen in the chat, I think it was it, uh, Tatum saying that they, he wished that, uh, they just delayed the game until this was already Same. and it probably wasn't possible right because of deadlines and and whoever published the game or whatever right um but but they should have because i mean this was was this 40 dollars this is a premium premium price product it, yeah it was and there was a lot of people that asked for refunds uh, from, from uh, like it's anecdotal but yeah. like that's not an anecdote i hear about like you'd often hear it maybe one person on a game but it was something i did hear from quite a lot and a lot of people that were like i'm glad i didn't buy it um yeah. you know we did a poll a couple of weeks ago of like is this going to change um but yeah absolutely it goes back to the 
the core crux, you know, we were talking earlier about, is it about realism games or is it about ones that take to other worlds? Regardless of which of those two things it is, um, and there's a whole spectrum between those two characteristics, it's about immersion. You can be in a game that isn't realistic, but you feel you're there. And I didn't feel I was there when I played it, when it first came out. And I remember, I, I, I hate to say this, on the third main level in it, on the live stream, I was yawning. I, I couldn't stop yawning. <laughs> yeah. And it, and to be fair, it was because I was tired. But the point is, even when you're tired, when you're tense, you don't yawn. You're focused. And it was just the constant stop and starting. And as you say, those moments where it's really tense, you feel like, well, there's nothing that's going to... You, you don't you don't feel under threat because it feels like, yeah, I'm just watching some kind of horror movie on a on a screen that's around me. It's... um. Whereas now it's like, no, you feel completely present. So, um, yeah, um, it's going to be really interesting to see what people feel about it. My biggest regret is that a lot of this, the first time I experienced it, is now knowing the jump scares and stuff um, yeah. and, and the, the creepy bits. It's obviously different. Now it looks better. But I kind of wish, especially because I feel the earlier levels are stronger, um, I kind of wish I'd, that would have been my first experience. Uh, and finally, the, the thing about it being delayed or wishing it being delayed, it, it, you know, we were saying 16th of March and we were like, that felt like such a long time at mm. the launch when we had all these games at launch for PSVR 2. We had plenty of time, but it was a game they were like, oh, why are they delaying it? And right. we just assumed that it was ready. It was just like, you know, not quite there yet. They're tweaking a few things. Um, but hindsight's a wonderful thing. And it's uh, another example of why um, games should come out when they're ready. But we know that it's not always about um, when it's ready. It's also about the pressures of promotion. And it was clearly pitched as a as a launch title, wasn't it, for a PSVR 2? Yeah, so at one point it was, of course. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, I think you know the important thing to note is that, uh, as Miles and I have said, I think countless times, it's it's not Russia Blood. It's never going to be Russia Blood. It's not going to be as scary as Russia Blood, uh, and I don't think it's as well designed as Russia Blood. Um, however, if you liked Russia Blood, I do think you're going to like Switchback now. Uh, it's just you know, just kind of temper your expectations, know what you're getting into, uh, and uh, you know, don't expect to be crazy scary. But I, I do think that this patch went a long way um, to, to fi- fixing some of the issues. Uh, Content wise, I mean, I don't love it. You know, especially for the $40 price tag, I would love it if they delivered a couple more levels, right? Because all the levels have these branching paths. So you want to go back and you want to replay all the levels. And so that's how they get kind of like they artificially extend the game clock. But even then, if you do everything and see every single um, alternate path, you're you're not going to break, you know, more than a few hours on your game clock. So, yes, it's about chasing high scores. But for me, it's more about the experience of seeing something new. And for $40, I would have... I would definitely appreciate it if they drop a little bit more content. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fair. Um, what was the last thing I was going to say about it? Um, oh, um, Russia Blood. Everyone wants to see it come to PSVR 2. Yes. What I found surprising when Switchback came out was people were tweeting them, asking about it on Twitter. And it's something very easy. You just ignore it. They didn't ignore it. They said, we really appreciate the support. Do let Sony know. Yeah. Um, it was the most like obvious way of just saying like we would happily do it, but it's not up to us. So I would just say to the community out there that they've even said it. Um, support this game yeah, if you can, but like, you know, 
voice voice it to Sony. Like they wouldn't have said it unless they thought it did have some weight to it. So um, uh, yeah, the power of like speaking out on social media. Like uh, I think the main difference between Russia Blood and this, Brian, of why Russia Blood is more enjoyable is. Russia Blood is just much more high adrenaline. It's more fast paced. Yep. It's a lot more claustrophobic, um, generally, like a lot of corridors. I mean, they do have elements of that on this, but I just feel like it's a lot more just fast paced. You you get to the end of a level and you're like, I want to go again. That's what <laughs> roller coasters make you feel right because yep. it was like, oh wow, that that was a. I didn't even like have time to think what I just experienced. I want to do it again. Whereas these, there's so much stop and start. It's definitely a bit more of a a theater piece it's obviously more to do with like the story and an experience and i i get it i get it i guess i get it that that offers something that will appeal to some people better mm-hmm. but that's why i think having russia blood on psvr2 would be a great like thing to complement it you know having having both yeah i agree being able to play both on psvr2 would be awesome especially since you know i've got i've got my psvr1 hooked up now and yeah, the part of me is like, oh, okay, I can play all my PSVR one games again. Great, but you know, dealing with light tracking, dealing with setting up the camera again, um, you know, right. dealing with things like the the bug in Russia Blood that doesn't allow you to really move too much without pausing the game accidentally. Oh, uh, it's, it, it's stuff that we shouldn't have to deal with. Uh, so hopefully that this this will get addressed. Russia Blood was fantastic PSVR one game and make a fantastic PSVR two game. Um, so anyway, man, we got to move on. Uh, it's time to move on to our. Uh, final news story, and that is, um, I don't know, I don't know if you're paying attention, Miles, but but Monologic Games, developer of Ven VR Adventure, just announced uh, just a couple days ago that they were bringing Ven VR Adventure to PSVR two, which was strange, right? They they promised it on PSVR one, they didn't deliver on that, and then Monologic Games sort of went dark, <laughs> and we didn't hear from them for a couple years, uh, and so then two days ago they said, hey. We're bringing uh, Ben VR Adventure to PSVR 2. It's like, great. And they said, and also Friday morning, we're going to have another announcement for you. Uh, this game that we've been working on for the last two years. And as it turns out, it is nothing like Ben VR Adventure. It's called uh, uh, VRSO Bare Knuckle Fighting. Uh, do, you, do you mind if I read through this uh, press release, Miles? Let's do it. Let's, let's go through this. All right. Uh, we're pleased to announce that our new game, VRSO, Bare Knuckle Fighting, that's coming to MetaQuest, PSVR 2, and SteamVR later this year. So another game, Miles, that we can put into the pile of 2023 sometime. <laughs> like, the next yep. five months are so packed, unless she gets pushed to 2024. But just right. add another title to the list. There's so many. Uh, VSR, VRSO stands for Virtual Reality Sport Organization. Our... Our vision is to create the highest quality sports game based on the physics simulation for the virtual for the virtual reality. The first sports project we hope to pave the way for our future endeavors. Very interesting way of stating this. VRSO bare knuckle fighting. Uh, if you want to be up to date with this game's uh, progress, join our newsletter via Discord. Blah blah blah. Uh, I'm going to stop right there. It's very obvious that Monologic is saying, "Hey, VRSO is a platform." Uh, and, and, and bare knuckle fighting is one of the many things you're ultimately going to be able to do on this platform. You know, they'll, they'll keep developing different sports for VRSO and bare knuckle fighting is the first one to, to happen. Uh, and I love this idea. I hope it all becomes part of the same game, right? So it becomes like this hub world where you go in and you're like, Oh, it's the VRSO. What do you guys want to do? Do you want to, you want to do some bare knuckle fighting or do you want to golf? <laughs> What hit each other with golf clubs? I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
second. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because um, yeah, at first glance, I was like, "Is this is this like a UFC game?" But it just seems like no, it's 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 going to be a virtual reality sport. You know, yeah, bare knuckles. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 really up for this. Um, it's going to be curious to know what kind of game is it. Is it going to be super arcadey, or is it going to be more simulation that works up a real sweat? Um, I assume it's going to be the latter from the artwork that I've seen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really, uh, interested in this Well, as someone who's not much of a fighter in real life. I'm glad you, uh, oh, I don't believe that for a second. Uh, I'm glad you asked because we got more information here. Uh, Whoa. The, the game is set in the world of existing abandoned locations. Thanks to photogrammetry technology, something we haven't heard of since puzzling places. Uh, and if they can make the arenas look as good as puzzling places puzzles, then I'm all for it. It's based on the concept of a tournament with a backstory where the player will have to beat 16 players to become the champion of the VRSO league. Each opponent all has... at the same time. All right. at the same time. <laughs> fighter. <laughs> Just bring them all on. Um, each opponent has different skills. Uh, well, I mean, that would immediately, immediately make it more fun than Creed, Rise to Glory Championship Edition. <laughs> yeah. Battle Royale, just in a ring. Right. It's actually a regular boxing ring. Like, There's no space. Everyone's just like... Oh, man. I think you pick up chairs and shit and just like bat- beat people over the head with it. Um, each opponent has different skills and fighting styles and thus poses a different level of difficulty. Uh, this They go into single player here before anything else. Uh, and I know there's a lot of you out there who, you know, immediately will shut down a game if it doesn't have a single player campaign. So listen up. A lot of emphasis is placed on the training mode where the player is able to configure their opponent. This is an extremely useful option also for professionals who will be able to decide how offensive or defensive the character the opponent is and set all the parameters of the opponent's other features and behaviors, reflexive speed, stamina, character, and other. All animations have been created using motion capture technology in cooperation with professional fighters. As a result, our in-game opponents have the necessary fighting skills, such as offensive and defensive movement, distraction, dodging, blocks, pivots, fades, attacks, combos, etc. Miles, they talked a lot about single player, but what it comes down to is it seems like single player is a training mode. I know it does feel like that because I do like having customization, but sometimes you want to just have an actual campaign where it's like they've thought about what the, you know, the enemies are and how it builds you up as opposed to that. Um, but looks kind of interesting and, uh, customization would be cool. Hope you can do lots of customization, like make them have a really massive head. Like I'd like that. Um, <laughs> just have, some really ridiculous footage of just some really weird fights. I'd be all for it, but no, doesn't seem what they're going for there. Um, but yeah, like changing the reflex speed, you know, that will be good for training you up. Um, but yeah, it says a lot, they say a lot of emphasis placed on the training mode. Yeah. You know, they, they, they start it by where they want to put the emphasis. Um, right. Which, it, would, it would be really sad mm-hmm. if like, if you, if we get this game and it's all based around a tournament that you need real players to play in. Um, it would be really fun to be able to play through that tournament single player against AI. But yeah, agreed. Let's see what they say about multiplayer. In addition to the single player campaign, which they're calling a single player campaign, so it's probably exactly what we just described. You can probably yeah. play through uh, the whole thing by yourself. The game features an advanced multiplayer mode where players can compete according to their rank as well as directly with fellow gamers. The game features an extensive system of ranks, experience, and 
currency, which uh, the player can use to customize oh, and develop their character in terms of appearance only. So there needs to be cross play. There needs to be cross play, right? It's a good question. In term, to have a big a big enough pool of players, yeah. you know, because if it's if they're saying it's ranked, this is what happens. Like this happened with Knock, a game I absolutely love. Is as soon as you get put in competitive, you are put up against people that have been playing it for three years and absolutely destroy you instantly yeah. because that was just the pool of players. So. Um, yeah, uh, this would definitely, I feel, need cross-play. Um, but, I, I mean, what they've described, I think, is awesome. Yeah. I mean, cross-play is great until you have to play against racist seven-year-olds. <laughs> Which... Yeah, but then you can beat the shit out of them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know this what? I, I take it back. I'm super excited to play against racist seven-year-olds. Ever wanted to punch a Nazi? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, and so th- that's all we have for right now. As you guys can see, the uh, you know there's a very, very limited amount of that's not what we wanted to see. We we're looking for this right here. Um, very limited amount of uh, screenshots. No uh, video footage yet. Everything we've seen looks like it's been captured on uh, Quest Two. Uh, and uh, so the rings look really nice. You know, they're kind of showing off the photogrammetry here. Uh, and and just I don't know. It, until we see it in motion. Until we see these animations. Uh, I won't really know how I feel about this, but you know, these guys have been working hard for the last two years uh, and hopefully it all pays off really. I think, I think this is a game that will uh, appeal to a lot of people. Miles. The chat confirmed Miles punches racist children. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's try and the line says, yes, beating up kids and not getting arrested. Sounds fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, a lot, a lot of blood though in this game. It looks pretty, like can get pretty gory. Yeah, one of the um, pictures actually is, is, says, you know, is is stated gore system. Actually, this one right here, and so you can see like mm-hmm. bloody nose, bloody eyes, bloody mouth. Um, so uh, they've spent a lot of time doing that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kiddo O nine three says online trash talking is the best. Brian is not a multiplayer guy. Clearly, no. I just have um a little. I have respect for other people. Is is the problem? Um. And, uh, if, and if you go online and you call people, uh, racist or homophobic or any kind of phobic words that you don't know, trash talking is fun with friends, right? It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not fun with strangers. Uh, I agree. It's, it's super disrespectful. And I say, grow the fuck up. Um, sorry, Kato, you're wrong. Um, dude. So that is that. And it's time to play a little bit of 20 questions before we're here all night. How do you feel about that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Sweet. This is going to be a good one. I picked out a really good one for you, Miles. I've been uh, for it. Uh, it's going to be terrible. It's yeah. terrible, terrible. Yep. Well, you guys know how this works. Uh, you guys out in Ooh. chat help Miles out. Uh, you guys have 20 yes or no questions uh, in only six minutes to figure out what PSVR 1 or PSVR 2 game I'm thinking of. There it is. On your mark. <laughs> Get Des. Go. Is it on PSVR 2? Yes. Is it only on PSVR 2? As in, it's not on PSVR 1? Yes. Okay. Uh, cool. Um, did we talk about it on the show today? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we did talk about a lot of shit games, though, uh, on the show today. Um, 
um, is it is it a sports game? Yes. <laughs> Did it recently have a DLC? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, did it take place on a, like a spy base? Uh, yes. Cool. Um, and do you swing a stick in it? Yes. Yeah, you do swing a stick in it. Okay. Uh, any suggestions yet? We've got Switch, <laughs> we've got Alvo, we've got, yeah, yeah. Um, is it Walkabout Mini Golf, Ryan? Uh, with only eight questions. Yes, it is. Mini golf. Here, here's the great thing about this is I didn't pick a game miles. I just, Oh, that's fair. I said, what you panicked? Nope. I said, what game will miles? What, what, what is the default game? Miles will come to if I answer yes to every question that he asks. And so walk about mini golf is your default answer for, uh, for that's, 20 questions. Is that true? Yep. <laughs> So that's just, amazing. So that's there, such there was a cool no idea. way you were going to lose. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, you yeah, you got it. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I kind of wish I'd asked. I wish I'd asked some stupid questions now. Like, uh, right. does it um, does it involve um, making fart noises on the microphone? Yes. 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 <laughs> Walk about mini golf. There we go. Um, um, cool. All right. Let's see what your game next week is then. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, don't forget, uh, go subscribe to Miles over at youtube.com slash Miles so you can get in on some of these live streams that he's been doing nonstop. You've got a lot to catch up on if you haven't been watching and a lot to look forward to if you haven't subscribed yet. Uh, so, Miles, keep up the good work over there, man. Love it. Love Thank it. you. I don't really live stream over here anymore. Uh, and uh, and you've, That's got, cool, but you've, you've got that covered. Well, this is what I mean. We're, we're sort of, and this is one of the reason I sort of lent into it is like you do the more thought out pieces, you go away, you review it in your own time, which takes. Because I, I often get people in the chat ask me during the Let's Plays, what school would you give it? Oh, what one was it last week? Oh, it was um, Operation uh, Operation Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said, like, I think an hour in, well, how much would you give it out of 10? And I said, firstly, I don't really like giving schools on Let's Plays, but also it would be unfair to give it until I've completed the game. And then 30 minutes later... <laughs> Little did you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, fair, fair, fair enough. Um, And actually on the Operation Wolf, just quickly, um, completed it in 90 minutes. I did it on hard mode after Brian's recommendations, S-ranked, everything. Bit tricky on a couple of bosses. Um, But actually, I actually really enjoyed it. But but they just missed the mark on a lot of things. Like, it's all about getting high scores. There's no leaderboard. No leaderboards. There's no way yeah. of seeing how much you've scored it's afterwards. Insane. And on the main menu, there's um a, a, um a pile of cups stacked up with targets on them, so you can shoot it with your gun, yep. but it doesn't interact. So you, when you see stuff like that, you just like I don't know. There's there's certain things that happen with games where you feel like not that they didn't care, but like just like it's it's VR, like really make the most of it. But I I did enjoy the game, but it's it's not one I'd play again. Um, just for that reason um yeah they had so many opportunities just to make it more fun and more interesting and like simple things like leaderboards absolutely would have given it some replayability if i finished and said oh i see i see my friends on the leaderboards and they got 200 more points to me i was like fuck it i can just go i can get 200 more points let me go back and try that again but but no they 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 kind of ignored this huge uh, huge area that would have extended the game clock by five or six times. Um, we could have gotten 20 hours out of this thing if 
they just added the leaderboards. And you're right. I think little touches, like if you're in a menu and there's, and you've got a gun, you've got a gun in the menu, <sighs> right? And there's an Operation Wolf arcade machine that you can't play. Yeah. I mean, torture. It's almost like they had a bunch of ideas and said, oh, we're going to let you shoot all this stuff up off the table. We're going to let you go over there and play the Operation Wolf, like classic arcade game. And then they like ran out of time or money or something. And they said, well, we have to push this thing out. We don't have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but some of the biggest feedback I heard was a lot of people saying, oh, this game or this game. I mean, dude, Time Crisis, if someone got the rights to Time Crisis and put Time Crisis 1 or 2 on PSVR 2, that would be, I think that'd be massive. Amazing. The, the, those are Time Crisis 2 and 3 are two of my favorite light gun shooters of all time. I say that, but then I'm immediately like, oh, but Endgame was really cool on PS2. Oh, also House of the Dead, you know, 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yeah, I've got so many favorite yeah. light gun shooters, it's not even funny. Um, One last thing, Brian. Sorry, someone in the chat was asking, are there going to be game codes? The thing about my Let's Plays is there are game codes often given out, but it's all about the devs. Often the devs come to the chat and they they answer questions and stuff. And I always speak to them and say, whether you want to hide in the background and just watch and see people's feedback, engage in the chat, or give away game keys, always welcome. Um, So it's always on them. Um, There was a lot of generosity. 17-bit gave away um, a collection of uh, Song in the Smoke ones last week. Cloudhead Games gave away a pistol whip one. Oh, dude, playing pistol whip again. I was just like, it's a game I've always wished I'd go back to, but playing the, the full campaigns again, just like, oh, it's, it's, it's so good. It's so, so good. But this is why we do it. And it's why it's good that a lot of PSVR games have come to PSVR too, because um, there's a lot of great games and it's great to be able to experience it with all the, the new features. So, Yeah, the thunder just kicked in over here. It's uh... Oh, did it? Yeah. So hopefully. how has the weather been there? Is it, is it been really bad? It's, um, I mean, we've had some hot days for sure, but for the most part, it's been like kind of like overcast and rainy and cool. And, uh, you know, the hot days have sucked, but, the, but today has just been, you know, pretty chill all day, which is nice. And here nice. come the storms. Uh, Peter, the underground game cat on parole, with the $5 tips has just noticed that the Robin behind you, Brian has the same bangs. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Not kidding. It's true. <laughs> 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 Never would have noticed it myself, but but good looking out, Peter the Underground Game Cat. I aspire <laughs> to be Robin. Um, <laughs> so weird. Um, actually, has weird Cabbage Patch doll features. I, I just watched. Uh, I've been watching like whatever, whatever the is it Travel Channel, History Channel, whatever that has the uh, the eighties documentaries going on right now. And uh, there's a whole special about Cabbage Patch Kids and like how, uh, you know, the, the woman that started the whole thing and then like the, this dude wow. who stole the design from her and like mass manufactured it and uh, the whole thing. It's, it's crazy. It's good stuff. So maybe wow. someone in the chat knows what I'm talking about. I don't remember the name of anything, uh, but it was really fun to watch. Guys, we're going to get out of here before the storm rolls in and eventually cuts off my power. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to pick this up in seven hours uh, just to say goodbye to you guys. So let's do that now instead. Guys, thank you all very much for hanging out with us. Um, again, make sure you subscribe to Miles. Join our Discord. All those links are in the description below. Come join us for the D-Day enhanced beta as long as you're not a racist child. Um, <laughs> we'll probably let you in. Uh, but just go to the D-Day enhanced channel and uh, and ask for a key. And uh, and I'm sure Rypop it works around the clock taking care of you guys and just be patient. Uh, also do him a favor and leave what region you're in. Uh, just, and if you don't know what region you're in, just tell him like roughly where you live in the world and he should be able to figure it out for you. Um, thank you everybody who supports the channel financially. Everybody who, um, you know, uh, is a member here on YouTube and of course over on patreon.com slash without pro games. Uh, thank you to everybody who tips during the show. Everybody who uh, hangs out helps with 20 questions. 
joins in on the conversation. And everybody who sits back and watches the show doesn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. Happy Friday, Miles. Happy Friday, Brian. Happy Friday, Game Cats. Stay safe. Have a good weekend. Twitcher, the single player game cat in the chat says, remember garbage pail kids? Yeah, actually the, um, they talk about that too. Uh, and they actually got sued by cabbage patch kids. Um, and then, and ultimately had to change, uh, the later designs in the series to make them not look like, uh, cabbage patch kids. But then that ruined everything because cabbage patch kids look so goddamn fucking innocent. And so when you have one like Adam bomb with the head blowing up, um, it's, it's, it's a wildly different experience. Silver Nexus in the chat. Did you have garbage pail kids in the UK miles? Do you know what, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm gonna have to look them up. Yeah. Um, but They're just trading I, cards. I don't even. I don't know if Cabbage Patch Kids came to the UK because I always knew it from America. It might be just America only thing. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, Cabbage Patch Kids. I mean, Garbage Pail Kids were like all the rage when I was a kid. Like they, it was just cards that you bought and came with gum, and uh, and and they were just making fun of Cabbage Patch Kids and and really uh, mutilating them in all sorts of crazy ways. Um, but they still looked adorable. Uh, Silver Nexus with the level three membership tip says, take care, be safe and try to be merry game cats. We will. But before we go, we have what is probably going to be known as one of the coolest, but also one of the longest clips of the week. You ready? You going, you going to queue this up and uh, start at the same time as me, Miles? So let's do it. All right. Uh, this comes to us from 4D, the game cat. If, you know, by the way, if you don't want uh, anything in the new walkabout DLC spoiled for you, you should tune out now. Here we go. Go. Is every oh, hole oh, a hole in one? Look at this, right? This is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Now this is this is the easy course. So. You know, so it's easier, obviously, to get the hole in ones. But I mean, you can see these these angles are not easy. I'm, I can't imagine how many tries it took him to get this right. Four D has to do a series of this for every map, and then just <laughs> yeah. pretend that this is how you play. Right? No, uh, you're you're committed now, Forty. Like you have to do this. This is this is your thing now. That was close. That was really close. It's like it's like it actually hit the laser on its way by. You gotta share this on Twitter, the um coconut um Mighty love. Coconut, yeah. Mike coconut, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just insane. Insane. Imagine how many times you gotta play with the angles to get it just right. Look at this. Straight in. Straight shot. No ricochet required. Oh my god, I'm remembering like how many attempts it took some of these. Check this out. Wow. It, it hits the, the laser's grommet. And, so, and ricochets in. I, di- I did it earlier and I hit it all the way around and it stopped at the grommet, but it didn't bounce up. So if you hit it a bit harder, then yeah. Nice. Like, wow, that, okay. Yeah, you can get it around that laser. Uh, the one down the steps. Yeah. I did it on my second try, but um, the first time it bounced off the other side. I actually did the, that last one first try. Yeah, um, I didn't find that too difficult. Yeah, usually the um, 18th hole has... is is some kind of like epic thing, uh, and in that, I mean, that was a very cool 
uh, way to end the whole. And I love the, you know, the robot and everything, um, yep. uh, that kind of goes along with finishing the 18th hole, but very uh, impressive, very yeah. impressive. But you now have to do that for every single course. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Thank you, 40. We appreciate you uh, submitting that and taking all the time. I don't think anyone has put nearly as much work into their clips of the week as, as he did for that, but keep them coming. Uh, I did see in the clips of the week channel uh, that there were some other awesome submissions. And so just because we didn't use yours already doesn't mean we won't use it next time. I've been trying like crazy to remember uh, to do clip of the week fucking three times a week, right? Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, because we right. have been oh, getting enough submissions. Cool. But I, I, don't, Amazing. I, I don't always remember. So so and, and everybody in the chat uh, from the UK says you did, in fact, have uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. We did. Okay. There so, we go. And now you know you can sleep well. Yeah. Cool. Guys, we'll see you over on Discord. We love you all. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. Bye.